from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. What's Trending is brought to you by GEICO. Got a number of ways that you can save on car insurance. Call 1-800-947-AUTO. Go online to GEICO.com or stop by the GEICO office nearest you. Let's get it. So, Hubert Davis, all these questions. Can he recruit, Joe? It's North Carolina. Of course he can recruit. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, think about it. I'm just saying, think about it. Think about who's on his team right now. Remember, Gigi Jackson was supposed to be this big recruit, and he went to South Carolina. So there have been questions. Can Hubert Davis recruit? I, I am sure that on some corners of the sports internet, there were those considerations. Yeah. Okay. Before we get to the news and then we'll, I want to circle back to that because this is one of those classics what how do you want this which way do you want this keep it consistent so anyway who who's coming Ian Jackson shooting guard from New York joins the class at 24 he's a five-star recruit this now gives Hubert Davis in Carolina four players in the top 50 and two five-star guards awesome. number number one class for 24 now awesome that's great no that's 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 cool Okay, can we can we now get to the ha, pick pick a lane? Okay. Here? When Matt Norlander or Gary Parish or Jeff Goodman, you know, college national college basketball insiders would put together those coaches confidential pieces on cbssports.com. What was usually the knock on Roy Williams as head coach at North Carolina? Oh, it was he was overrated. Because anybody can recruit to Carolina, right? Correct. I mean, come on. It's Carolina. They get everybody. Blah, 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 blah. The question about Hubert Davis has never been about whether he can recruit. That's that. Come on. If the say, if you use that against Roy, well, then if anybody can recruit there, well, then no crap the magazine exclusive. Carolina is still going to be in the running for good players. In fact, it got to the point where North Carolina wasn't recruiting those top athletes because of what? The junk. Remember? Of course, the junk begat a group of dudes that Roy Williams absolutely loves and won a national championship with in 2017. So which one is it? We don't need the top Whoa. recruits anymore. We need veteran you, teams you still now. Need to recruit. Now, I'm just saying. You Pick a Davis, lane. But Hubert Davis, here are the players that they've yeah. signed. Dontres Styles, DeMarco Dunn. I mean, they're top 75 guys. They're, sure. They're fine, right? Then you go to this year's class that's in in house right now. Mm-hmm. Seth Trimble, top fifty. Jalen Washington, top fifty. Tyler Nickel. These aren't guys that are helping right now. This is still you're still talking about Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, Armando Baycott are the the bones of this Carolina team. Yes, which those gets- are all guys that Roy recruited. So yes, there is still a legitimate question of I'm, I, I'm with you. If mm-hmm. Matt Darty can recruit a Carolina, then yes, anyone can recruit a Carolina. Well, but the truth of the matter is, Hubert Davis up until this class, because mm-hmm. Gigi Jackson was another five star guy that he signed, sure, but ultimately decided to go to South Carolina. So while yes, we all assume anyone can recruit a Carolina, you still have to do it. There's so also for him to bring in this class and sign this class. It is important to Hubert Davis. Isn't there also the makeup of the team, too? If you know that you've got a veteran group, you know guys are sticking yeah. around, it does affect who's going to be coming to your especially school in this day and age. Especially in this day and age. Especially. So, this yeah. Is, this is 24, by the way. 
So this is 23. So for mm. 23, it's probably going to put some work boots on to, re to rework that roster next year. Which is another byproduct of what we're what, dealing with in college what basketball. What college basketball is now, yes. Because it might not just be top recruiting classes anymore. I mean, last time I checked, John Calipari is still pretty good at bringing in top recruiting classes, right? And oh. they're dealing with a disaster so right is, now. So is Duke. Yeah. Look at Duke's class. Exactly. Because, so, of course, not all five stars are created nope. equal. Nope. Not at all. Next up. One of the four, all of the four, or half of the four. Okay, maybe we got a little too excited about Coochie. It happens, you know? It gets presented, and next thing you know, you're like, whoa, 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 hey, let's go! It's Peter Kochekov is back in the AHL. I suddenly have an Aerosmith lyric in my head, but... <laughs> can't repeat it. I mean, you can. It's, yeah, I guess you can. You ain't seen nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Peter Kochekov has been reassigned by the Carolina Hurricanes. It's fine. It's about reps. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, what? Why are you making a face? I feel like I'm the only person questioning this. Well, I, I think it's, you look at the, uh, let me go look at the schedule. Because if I remember correctly, this actually lines up with a particular timing with the way the schedule is playing out to, to keep him playing. I understand that. And he, to kind of get out of whatever. They have, the, they have roster freedom to put yes. him down in the minors. Yes. That they don't have with an auntie Ranta. I yes. get that. My question, though, to you is. And I, and I think I know the answer. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, who has the best chance? Which goalie has the best chance of taking the Carolina Hurricanes to the Stanley Cup? What, what is their highest ceiling? Their Which goalie has their highest ceiling, in your opinion? Their highest ceiling would be Peter Kochekov. Okay. Yes. So you can send him down to the minors, but mm -hmm. I do think you have to hold his hand a little bit and say to him, this is why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. We need you to get reps. We need you to get back to the form that you had while we had a 13-game winning streak. And, uh, and because I was, that guy is the guy we can win the Stanley Cup with. And I was kind of right about the schedule. They had a, a relatively long break mm -hmm. from their last game, which was a shootout loss to the Canucks, until they play again against the Wild on Thursday okay. night. And his headspace right now is not the right place. No. Because the last game I saw him play against the Devils, I'm like, this guy has completely he has the yips he's got something going on and you have to fix it and i get it it's probably better to do that at the minor league level i'm just questioning in the long term i think we all can agree that kachekov has the higher ceiling yes okay yes no i'm, I'm with you on that it's just that bef before i headed out of town and this was kind of lingering in the background what they were going to do with kachekov the schedule the reps all that played out for this to be a short stint let's put it that Could way be. It's a short stint so he can keep playing so that when it's time to get I, into the thick of it, he's ready to go. I just don't like the hive mind that can develop with the oh, Hurricanes. Dude, okay, don't get me started. When, and, and listen, Don Waddell, their general manager, has done an unbelievable job with all of the different roster moves that they've made. Mm -hmm. He has totally earned all credit and any benefit of the doubt about what they're doing. Yes. I'm just questioning with a young player like this and their confidence. And, and I'm not saying sending him Chicago – Whoever's working down in Chicago can't work with them. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying we can't just mimic and ape what the Canes say is a good move and just say, well, it's a great move because the Canes say so. Yeah. Like, it's okay to question sometimes 
is this the best possible move for what they're long-term trying to do? I'm in complete agreement with you when it comes to the hive mind of what happens with the Carolina well, Hurricanes. Well, Rod said, or Don said. Yes, yes. No, don't, and Rod and Don know a whole lot more than I do. Don't but get, sometimes you do have to push back, I, I think. Don't get me started with the, well, Rod said. I get the whole in Rod we trust and things like that, but I didn't realize that Rod Brindamore was the one coach in this area we can't question. Right. We question every other coach in this market. And I'm not saying it was his decision to send him down there. No, I'm sure he was no, involved no, no, in that no, decision. No, 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 I'm just saying this what is What I'm getting at yeah, is, it's again, a larger point. I think Kochekov offers the highest ceiling for the Canes. It is a, it is a, to me, it is a difficult situation because you need him to get back to the level where he was when you were running hot. Next up. Uh-oh. Are you having a moment there? I was. So NC State's now won three games in a row in the ACC. The one against Duke. Home win, Q1. At Virginia Tech, Q1. Right now, this win over Miami is Q2, but I think we're all on the same page. Miami's really good. It's going to end up being a Q1 game for NC State. So is it okay now to say that NC State is good? I asked Kevin Keats after NC State's overtime win over Miami, hey, are you willing to say your team is good? This was his answer. I like our team. We're growing. We're getting better. I don't know how good we are. Um, we're still learning. We're still going to get better. But I, I'm not trading my team, but I'm not really to say how good we are. I think we're okay. So he didn't want to say it, but I'll say it. I think NC State's got a good team this year. They do have a good team this year. I don't know why so many NC State fans don't either want to hear that or don't well, want to say it out of some sort of like, yes, they could lose to Josh Pastner tonight. Josh Pastner is 5-2 against NC State. I get that. It doesn't change we, what happened in the past three games, though. We know why State fans don't want to hear that is because it's the mentality of your own creation, the law of the wolf. Fair. Okay, so you're you're kind of to blame for the mentality. It's not my creation. No, 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 no. I'm not, the, perpetu- one, I'm not the one who delivers the least when ex- the most is expected. That's not me. I'm just observing that. Okay. But you perpetuate it is what I'm I, saying. I, yes. Okay. I have the explanation. Yes. Fine. And and you call it out. We see it. And it's reminders of see? But I don't think that's tonight, do you? No, I don't think it's tonight. I think it's a larger point of what is good. I think we have to understand there's a delineation between good and great. There and is. Th- and that is where we get into the ACC as a whole. NC State is good in the same way that Wake Forest is good. In the same way Miami, that I think Miami's Miami good. is good. And the thing about it's it's funny when you get told the stories of how the ACC used to be, it wasn't like one team running roughshod over everybody no. else. There were some hard-fought nights that produced produced some some results that you go, "Oh, and then what was the, men, the, the what was the mentality? Oh, well, you know it's the ACC any night, man, any night, any night." So I do think, and I'm going to be beating this drum all season, the ACC is better than people want to give it credit. I understand that you can look at Ken Palm like I do on a pretty daily basis and see that the ACC as a whole is not one of the better leagues. They're right now sixth in Ken Palm's rankings of leagues. Fine, whatever. But I would argue that what are we, what are we measuring? We're not measuring classic yeah, college the, basketball. Are we anymore? looking at the current standard? To your point, UConn became number one in the country, then they lost four of their next five games. 
So is there a monster Dude, out there that everyone at, else is chasing? Look at the SEC. Yeah. We went oh, from Tennessee just lost at home to a bad Kentucky right, team. Right. We just went from, oh my goodness, is this it for John Calipari having lost at home to South Carolina? South Carolina the week before gets crushed. And then Kentucky goes and beats Tennessee, which is viewed as one of the better yeah. teams in college oh, they basketball. They have been this year for sure. So it gets to a larger point that I think we didn't really want to admit last year that the standards of what we what we expect out of college basketball are not the same as where they were ten years Look ago. No further than and, and it's and it's not a bad standard, Joe. There's an evening out. Yes. Look no further than Saturday. For long stretches, the two best players on the floor of an ACC game were an Arkansas State transfer and a Winthrop transfer. Those were the two best players on the floor Mm -hmm. for long stretches on Saturday. And if that happens at NC State in Miami, it's happening all across college basketball. Next up, number two. To the NFL, where the Super Wild wild Card I can say that ten times fast. The Super Wild Card Weekend is in the books. And it, it delivered. There were some wild results this opening weekend of the playoffs from the Jacksonville Jaguars coming back and beating the Sandy, the Los, Los Angeles something. Chargers. And then, of course, we had the Dolphins and the Bills, which ended up being a heck of a lot more stressful for Bulls fans than they expected as that game started out. And, of course, we had last night's destruction of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by the hands of the Dallas Cowboys. So, of the teams that won this weekend, Joe, which one actually poses the biggest problem entering the divisional rounds? If the New York Giants are going to play like they did against Minnesota, they could beat anybody. I did not know, speaking of ceilings, I did not know that was Daniel Jones' ceiling. I don't even think the Giants knew that was his ceiling. He was simply outstanding in the win over the Vikings. Not only throwing the ball, I mean, with just insane accuracy, but running the ball and having the guts to take as many shots, he was beat to a pulp mm-hmm. by the number of times he was running the football. And just there was no sliding. There was there was a competitor trying to win and trying to show a franchise and the rest of the league what he was all about. Quite frankly, I thought it was the most impressive performance on the weekend. I am I am I am fully aware that I could be setting myself up for failure after I had just made fun of the Dallas Cowboys all of last week. Expecting the Dallas Cowboys to be the butt of the jokes all week with yet another failed playoff run, being the team that allowed the Tom Brady legacy conversation to continue on. But if the Dallas Cowboys are going to play the way that they did, where Dak Prescott wasn't being tasked with just flinging it around, that the defense plays to this level that can make life hell for Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers, I can see the Dallas Cowboys advancing another round. That defense is legit. I don't care if it happened against a shell of Tom Brady and a shell of the of a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. The question is going to be whether or not Dak Prescott and that offense as my old colleague Mike Salarte used to say, stay within themselves and not get loosey-goosey as we've seen in the regular season. So here is Jerry Jones on Dak Prescott's play after I'm sure it's completely measured. I'm sure I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. After after the injury that he had this year and he played twelve games, there was a lot of interceptions, but he played clean on Monday night. Can this continue? He stepped out there and showed a lot of preparation. Uh, And then he, by being prepared, 
you, we got to see what a competitor of what he can do in, the, uh, in a situation that everything is on the line. And uh, there's, in my mind, it's the best game I've ever seen him play. Best game he's ever seen him play. Jerry Jones was feeling it, dude. How much was he feeling it? He compared last night's win to what we saw in the 90s with the Dallas Cowboys that won Super Bowls. It's like a hunting dog. We have tasted uh, what you need to uh, realize is there, and we, we'll, it will cause you to grow. I saw that happen to our championship teams, and I saw us take uh, guys that certainly had the goods, but they not necessarily had the experience or the having had it happen to them. They hadn't. But our teams of the 90s did come on and get better and better and grow. Oh, boy. Okay, I take back what I said. You know, it's comical to me. What's we that? spend so much time in draft season talking about quarterbacks and the ones who can run. And we, we try to make them be pocket passers, right? But the two most effective quarterbacks from the playoff weekend mm -hmm. were Daniel Jones running the football. And Dak Prescott showing us more in his running game than he has really at any point this season. Yeah. It is such a difference maker when the quarterback position that's unaccounted for can run the football. And you know what we're going to see from the Philadelphia Eagles and ultimately their success is dependent upon how much Jalen Hurts can run the football. It's, it's comical to me that we spend all of this time trying to make, speaking of going back in the time machine, like, oh, we got to make sure it's 1982 and Dan Marino and, and, and John Elway are back there and just standing there like statues. It's like, <laughs> no, the most effective thing you see is the mobile quarterback. Yes, I get it. Tom Brady never ran for anything in his life. But you know what? The game changes. The game has changed. The speed of the game is such that it is truly an extra weapon. Who, who did you rather have in that in that Giants-Vikings game? Kirk Cousins, the statue, or Daniel Jones, who's Daniel running Jones. around like crazy? Daniel Jones. Daniel, Daniel Jones looked like Tim Tebow at Florida. He looked like Josh Allen. He looked like Cam Newton. He was unbelievable. But you got to know when to do it, when not to do it's it. It's a hard It's a And hard you know thing, the shelf right? life of those quarterbacks. Yes. You well, definitely know the shelf life well, of them. We kind of see this with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, right? Yeah. I'm a big proponent of letting Josh Allen cook in the same way that I wanted Cam Newton to cook. Stop trying to make him somebody that he's not. And when that gets in your head, what do you see? You start seeing the mistakes. And that's the part of all the teams. We'll close on this. Of all the teams in the divisional round that I'd be most worried about, it actually would be the Buffalo Bills. It's not so much a playing around with their food. I don't think that's what they're doing. I think they're just mistake prone. They're like my 11-year-old who just forgets things. There's a sock here. Where's your shoe? Oh, did you just drop the coffee everywhere? Yeah, that's the Buffalo Bills. And these are all things that have happened in the last 24 hours with my 11-year-old. Let's get to the top story of the day. The number one story of the day. We're number one. We're number one. Maybe that's why Tom Brady keeps playing football. Doesn't want to deal with these mistakes. We'll discuss next. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. So I was in Tampa over the weekend 
for a youth hockey tournament. A lot of fun. Tough to watch at times. Want your kid to win, but hey, it is what it is. All growth and learning experiences. But when I'm out of town, what do I love to do, Jaleo? You strangely enjoy listening to sports talk radio. Oh my goodness, I can't help it. Your, your busman's holiday. It is. I have a. I have a sickness, and yes, it is listening to sports talk radio in other markets. You know what? They were. I felt like they were going through the motions when they were talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their playoff game against the Dallas Cowboys. Even they felt and understood. Man, we got our Super Bowl with Tom. We had our fun. I didn't see a lot of Go Buck stuff driving around Tampa. And, folks, I drove around Tampa a lot. I saw more Tampa Bay Lightning stuff than I did Buck stuff. And when I was – I went to Epcot yesterday. I saw Bills gear. I saw Cowboys gear. Very little Tampa gear. I think they all understood it was a wrap. Even Tom Brady sounds like a guy who's headed somewhere else in the offseason. I just want to say thank you guys for everything this year. I really appreciate all your effort, and I know it's hard for you guys too. It's hard for us players to make it through, and you guys got a tough job, and I appreciate all that you guys do to cover us and everyone who watches and is a big fan of the sport. We're very grateful for everyone's support, and um, you know, hopefully um, you know, I love this organization. It's a great place to be, and thank you, everybody, for welcoming me, all you regulars, and um, just very grateful for the respect, and I and, uh, hope I – Gave the same thing back to you guys, so thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, he he's out. <laughs> the question, Joe, where's he going? I don't think it's home. He's not going to be Guile and listen or listen to what Guile told him in Street Fighter Two and go home and be a family man. I think he's going to another team. The question is where. I think Miami makes the most sense, but you know, San Francisco, if they don't win the Super Bowl. Could that make sense? Of course. Mm-hmm. The Raiders back with Josh Mc- Josh McDaniels. That's a tougher division now, too, but we'll see. Well, about that, the Dolphins do make sense on paper. And they've got to a tongue of Iowa and the concussion issues or just being fragile where you'd rather chance it with a 46-year-old Tom Brady than a young Tua Tungavailoa who had a, a series of injuries, including being unavailable for the playoff game against the Buffalo I mean, Bills. Tom Brady started every game this year, threw for 4,600 yards, 25 touchdowns, yep. nine interceptions, completed 67% yep. of passes. His skills, while not razor-sharp 38, 35, 30-year-old Tom Brady, and, are still above, they're in the top 12 of the league. And, and pair him with those wide receivers? And those two guys would be ridiculous. You're good to go. Here's the issue, though. You talk about divisions. The whole beauty of Tom Brady going to the NFC South was that he had a window of time in a division that was going through a transitionary period. It was essentially uh, last Vegas of division football for a while. This year was fired coaches, rookie quarterbacks, trash heap quarterbacks, and they managed to win the division with a losing record. You're not going to do that in the AFC East. The AFC East is still going to be in a window of competitiveness whether it's Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, whether it's... Well, you'd have to see Belichick twice a year, too. You have to see Belichick twice a year. Regardless of what you think of how good the Patriots are, you know he's going to have something cooked up for that. And the Jets can be feisty from time to time. The AFC East is no longer the AFC least. It's not the division that he ran through with the, with the New England Patriots anymore, and I doubt he wants to go back to that. Then the Niners would make the most sense. But would the Niners want him... I, I think if they don't win the Super Bowl, 
you still have Brock Purdy under contract. Who the heck? Who would better to learn from if you're if you're going to be the next Tom Brady than actual Tom Brady? For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's the OG. Alongside, it's okay. Seven Mary Three uh, had a call in. Was that a relation? That was a call back to Chips, if I'm not mistaken. Seven Mary Three. Seven Mary Three. It just stopped. You know what, Dennis? What? Sometimes the internet can be cumbersome. Wow. It was right there. I it had wasn't to take terrible. it. terrible. I had to take it. The shot was right there. I had to take it, man. I had to take it. Let's give you our hot and cold of the weekend. <laughs> it's a long weekend. Plenty of things uh, that might have slipped through with the major conversations about the NFL. And, hey, is NC State any good? What was your hot of the weekend, Joe? You know, Austin Rivers isn't exactly the most beloved former player in the triangle. <laughs> no, he's For not. whatever reason. Yeah. I have never been a bigger Austin Rivers fan, though, because this weekend on some podcast, Joe, he was an old man yelling at clouds. Oh, jeez. Love it. What do you say? When I played in high school, you only got a mixtape if you were, like, a top-tier guy. Back then, like, you had to put in work, like, consistent work, build a name for yourself to get a mixtape. And it was, like, an honor to have a Ball is Life mixtape. It was an honor to have a hoop mixtape. We didn't play to have one, though. I didn't go into a game doing something to be on Hoop Mixtape. I went into the game to win and just be myself. And Hoop Mixtape and them were there following me. I didn't ask Hoop Mixtape to come follow me. I didn't pay Hoop Mixtape a dollar. I didn't pay Ball is Life a dollar. They just followed me because I was that guy. They followed Brad Beal because he was that guy. They followed this guy because he was that guy. That's how it was. It is The landscape has changed now. Parents are paying these people to come to games. Everyone gets a mixtape. Uh, everyone looks at the camera now and taps on their head and they dunk on someone and <laughs> it's it's all highlight after highlight after highlight oh. and now only kids watch highlights they don't watch the actual basketball game the purity of the game oh no, no! yes <laughs> yes john no! we we got a, 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 a purity a, we, of the game we got a variation of everybody gets a ribbon everybody gets a trophy and the purity of the game austin rivers i have never appreciated you as much as I do right now. Wow. Big old man yelling at Cloud, yelling at the youths of Every, today. It's funny. Energy. It's funny. Time is a flat circle, man. Every generation is going to hate what the generation coming up behind them does. Every single one of them. Because what Austin Rivers is talking about, shout out to Webb Wellman, who was ball his life. He really got things going when John Wall, he basically snuck in to, to film John Wall at a variety of I mean, the Bob Gittemans tournament and various other things, the holiday invitation and all that stuff. That was viewed as a problem. Are we going to forget the and one mixtape controversies from back in the day that they just did a 30 for 30 on? And now we look back nostalgically on and one mixtapes as though old heads back I then. I earned mine. I earned my <laughs> and one mixtape. What are you talking about? Back in the day, the old heads were like, this is terrible for the basketball game. It's not pure. Now, and one mixtapes are pure? I'm so confused, man. I love it. I'm so confused. I love it. Well, my high of the weekend goes to, I hate it. 
My hot of the weekend goes to Trevor Lawrence. He's truly become Florida man. Won a big football game and headed out to the Waffle House on on Saturday night. And this is what he ordered, apparently. Oh, no. Is the internet still being cumbersome? Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. Anyway, I don't know how much more of a man of the people you can become than Trevor Lawrence hitting the Waffle House after a big game. Yeah, this is not going to the club. This is they won this huge playoff well, game. Sometimes and he went they, to the Waffle House. Went to the Waffle House. It depends. That uh, that night I got the Texas bacon cheesesteak with hash browns with cheese and a pecan waffle. Yes. So it just it depends. Yeah, I was. So, so sometimes I get the All Star. You know, depends how I'm feeling. Can you order the hash browns in the way that the, the, with a proper, you know, verbiage? Uh, what is it? Smothered is cheese. Is that correct? I just say cheese, but I probably should say say that. Yeah. <laughs> king man, king. What was your cold of the weekend? My cold of the weekend goes to Bethune Cookman. Okay. I don't know if you saw this video of Ed Reed from yeah. the U. He's their new coach. And, well, he's not exactly pleased with the setting down at Daytona Beach. But now I'm out here walking with the football team, picking up trash. But I'm mutting us. Man, get out of here, man. I should leave. I'm not even under contract doing this. I'm mutting us. Man, get out of here, man. They mutt me. These ain't even clean my office when I got here. I'm mutting y'all. Get your man. Come on, man. Wow. Not happy. He has since apologized for the language in this video because it was on his IG. But, whoo, unreal, man. You thought Dion, you thought Dion was just gonna, you know, create a template for all others to follow. It ain't that easy. It ain't that easy, man. It ain't that easy. My cold of the weekend goes. I will be an old man that yells at the cloud. TikTokers, Instagram real people, and tying back to the Waffle House, there was a picture that went viral today of a Waffle House menu that was taped to the window that said, order from the menu, we're not making nothing you've seen on TikTok, i.e. no waffle sandwiches. People have been going, into, oh, they go, make me a waffle sandwich. You take two waffles, put a bunch of stuff in there, smothered, covered, blah, 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 blah. I'll say this. Influencers truly do influence because I just saw this in Epcot. My brother goes to Disney all the time. He's a he's a Disney adult, and he complains like, "Yeah, I used to get this one drink at this one spot in Japan all the time until some TikToker pointed out this spot, and now there's a line that goes all the way to another country. The drinks, he's like, the drinks okay, but now a TikToker puts it up there, and now everybody's got to do it. And same thing with Waffle House. Y'all put the phone down." Put the, if you find something cool, just put the phone down. Enjoy it yourself. It doesn't have to go out to everybody. It's your little hidden gem. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.